0: in the glory. When you're prophesying and preaching it should be accompanied with background music. Now some preachers say no. I don't I don't know where they're coming from. They can do whatever they want. But psalms and I know there's songs and it's Davidic psaltery and it's anointed songs and psalms and songs of psalms and all that fun stuff and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord and the glory of God. And the angel, angel, rainbow, halo, and it's all good, but the music really does accompany the word. Whether it's preaching, teaching, or prophesying, or singing and dancing, the music, everything that David did was accompanied with harp, was accompanied with even the stringed instruments, was accompanied with drums. I mean, it just, it was wild. Music is absolutely instrumental, so to speak. yeah, It's instrumental in in prophesying and preaching and teaching. It helps the medicine go down because it's part of the river. There's songs in the river. There's angels singing in the river. Heaven is in the river and we have the river on earth. So you can be in heaven to the amount you've brought your flesh under subjection to the river. The only issue is we're scared of bringing our our mind, and a lot of areas of our heart, if we're honest this with ourselves, there's a lot of areas we haven't brought to the river to, to die to this world, to live to the heavenly world of the Word of God. And step by step, tippy-toeing around in the river, we fall in love and we, re- we realize that God is good. We realize that He's not going to steal anything from us. He's not trying to put slavery on us like religion. He actually just wants us to have the best highest quality life on earth. Most of us haven't realized that yet. That's why our trust and our faith is so small and needs to get authored and perfected to be great, big, mountain-moving faith. But it's because we're still tiptoeing in the river. You have to bring your families in the river. A lot of people haven't even brought their families in the river. You know, they're like the priests of their family. So they come around and they'll experiment and they'll have a drink and be like, yep, it's the Holy Spirit. And then they don't really bring that much to the river. They're scared to bring their old religious friends to the river. They're scared to bring their regions in the river. So that's how you grow in the priesthood of Melchizedek, is growing in the river in you. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost, John 7:38, King James Version. And it's all about drinking and releasing the river. And in the river is the Word, and in the river is the blood, and in the river is the Holy Spirit. It's the river of God that proceeds from the throne of God and the Lamb. Revelation 22.1, Genesis 2.10. There was four rivers in the garden in the creation of the earth. And these rivers in the garden came out of Adam and Eve's bellies. Have you realized that yet? There was a garden east of Eden. There is a river that flowed in the garden, that flowed from Eden, that watered the garden, Genesis says. So there's a river, there's a garden, and then you're east, and then there's the earth, and then there's the kingdom, and there's all this stuff going on, and it's an enigma. It's really kind of a sealed thing there. It takes a lot of wisdom to unseal it, What the wisdom is this. Out of your belly flowing, flows the river that waters the earth. That's how you restore all things. And once your spirit man begins to be energized by the word, first and foremost, the prophetic word is what energizes the river release. You'll never release one drop of the river until you receive the prophetic, living, active, energized word of God. The sword of the spirit is your best friend. Put it in your belly. Everything you receive from God, all riches and glory, every word from God you want to put in your belly. If you put it in your brain, it'll never happen in your life. You can name it, claim it, blame it, frame it, because it never will happen in your life. It has to happen in your spirit. God only works in the spirit, building on the solid rock of Christ in your belly. If you build in your brain, you labor in vain. If you build in your belly, you will not labor in vain but you'll be persecuted for righteousness sake because you're actually going into the Spirit, going into the glory of God, going into the Word of God and opening up the windows of the heavens, opening up the storehouses of the heavens, opening up the ancient deep realm of the river that Adam and Eve walked in before the fall. Every demon in hell knows what you're doing. But Christians often don't know what they're doing. And that's why the demons are able to shut them down like they shut Adam and Eve down. Satan shut down the river being released from Adam and Eve's belly. That's called the curse of the fall. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that the blood of the lamb could cleanse our conscience so that we could believe in Christ in us. It's so important because if you're not releasing the river of Christ out of your innermost being and through your personality, you're not restored To what jesus died to died for on the cross you're not restored to biblical christianity you're not restored to god you're restored to the religious demon most of us after we got born again started following jezebel in ignorance because we're not taught correctly christianity is all about being restored back to the garden of eden otherwise jesus died in vain is it a perfect covenant or does he need to come die on the cross again for your problems or do you just need to believe that there's a river flowing out of your belly and the river waters the earth and fixes every single problem in your life? Exactly. The river flows out of Eden, the Father's heart. Eden is the Father's garden. You have a garden. The Father has a garden. Your heart is a garden. Your spirit is a garden. What's growing in the soil of your garden? A sower sows seed in the soil of your spirit? And it's the word of either Satan or the word of God. And it will bear the fruit of witchcraft, envy, strife, factions, all this other demonic fruit mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the demons, the fruit of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit of the flesh, the worst fruit in the world, is the fruit of religion, which is death. The fruit of religion is really actually sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is called, in the Bible, the fruit of religion. Hallelujah. Where is that written? Glad you asked. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, and I will throw those that are intimate with her on a bed of sickness. It is written, red letters, book of Revelation. Those who tolerate the magic arts of externalism, of practicing God-outside-mindedness after you're born again. This is not for the lost, because the lost get washed in your external anointing. You actually are constantly washing your inheritance, which is called the nations. This is for born-again Christians. If you're a born-again Christian living at like a lost person who's getting an external anointing, that's bewitchment. Jezebel owns you. So you have to come out of the witchcraft of Jezebel and realize the glory of Colossians 1.27 of Christ in your belly and begin releasing the river because Satan is robbing you. Oh my gosh. That's the only reason why bad things happen to Christians after they're born again. All, like 99% of the stuff would be completely avoided had you never followed Jezebel. And we don't realize how bad witchcraft has worked in our brains. How many magic spells and tongues of white magic and tongues of black magic and how much Janice and John Bray 2 Timothy activity is going on in our souls. And we wonder why and we're like confused. Babylon the Great, the word Babylon means confusion. The potent sorcery of Babylon the Great deceived all nations. Book of Revelation It is written. How does the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great deceive everyone's soul on planet Earth? Because they're all externalists. If the Christians are deceived, then there's no light in the world, and Satan and his angels can still rule the Earth. So if the Christians wake up to Christ in their bellies, all the spells of magic arts, of jannies and jambres, of white, which is good, and black, which is bad, white magic and black magic, The knowledge of good and evil, the checkerboard of Freemasonry, all of it goes whacked off your souls, and Satan and his angels have no legal right to be in any city in any nation. All it takes is the Christians waking waking up to the river coming out of their belly, and it goes on autopilot. And the problem with us is we're so bewitched and we think we're not. (laughs) The only way you're not bewitched is if you can see God. Oh, what? No one can see God? No, that's not true. God lives in your spirit. Your spirit needs to always see God. Yeah, flesh can't see God, but you're not a flesh. You're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Hallelujah. So your soul can always see God, and our problem is we're scared of God because we got all this condemnation religion on us, and we think if we see God, he's going to punish us when he's only going to promote us. God is love. You want to see love. You want to see the glory. Boldly approach the throne of grace. So you can grow in grace, grow in divine favor, rivers of transparent gold, rivers of oil, rivers of anointing out of your spirit. You have to see God inside your spirit, boldly approaching the throne of grace, realizing the glory and seeing the river coming out of Eden and watering the garden. You're going to have tons of problems that you're not supposed to have because you're not operating in the new covenant. Jezebel causes you to go back into the Old Covenant of Levitical priesthood, which is the, the ministers did the works out of their souls. You had to tell the minister, but then what happened when the glory showed up? The priest could no longer minister by reason of the cloud. So the New Covenant is the glory cloud does the ministry. Old Covenant is the brain does the ministry. We're still mostly operating in an Old Covenant even 2,000 years after the Old Covenant has been fulfilled. There is no Old Covenant. Anyone that operates in the Old Mosaic Covenant is a warlock and a sorcerer and a witch of the law. Grace has fulfilled the law. We're not going to trample His blood underfoot anymore. When you operate out of the law, out of your soul, you trample the blood of the Lamb and the grace of the Lord Jesus under your own spirit. And you choose the flesh of your brain over God the Father in your spirit. And that's what most Christians do after they're born again. And that's why they have so many problems. Christians have more problems than anyone else in the world. And this is the reason why. Galatians 3.1, bewitchment. Having begun in the belly, trying to finish in the brain. The spiritual stomach. The river that comes out of Eden, which is our source for life life godliness, healing, and prosperity. If you don't have life, godliness, freedom, abundant life, prosperity in every area of your life, it's because you're blocked up in your own spirit and your mind hasn't realized the glory of Christ in you. And so the word of God, you put it into your belly. The sword of the spirit, you put it into your belly. And it looses you and it heals you from all the lies of religion. All you have to overcome is religion. Rebellion is a byproduct of religion. Jesus said that the Pharisees blocked the way to the kingdom. Which means, if you're locked out of the kingdom, you're locked out of Eden. Eden is the Hebrew word for pleasure, meaning you're only going to have pleasure in sin now, and that's what Satan and his angels want. So they have legal right to accuse you in the heavens. So you got 90 million Christians in America addicted to pornography because they can't find any pleasure in Eden, and then they condemn the drunken glory because they're demon-possessed by Jezebel in their brain. That's how crazy it is right now. <laughs> it's like, don't go after the ecstasies of God. Keep them stuck on pornography because there's no pleasure in, in religion because the carnal unrenewed mind blocks the, the way into the kingdom of the Garden of Eden so that God can be your pleasure in the spirit of ecstasy. Wow. <laughs> so Satan knows what he's doing. Christians are mostly ignorant, especially the leaders. The leaders, most of them, 99% of leaders don't mean to block the way to the kingdom. They're not doing it on purpose. Very few. I mean, statistics say one out of five pastors in America is a member of a secret society, so maybe it's more like 20% know what they're doing. 20% knowingly block the way from you entering the kingdom and living in Eden out of the river of life from your belly. 20% know, but Most Christians and most Christian leaders do not mean to cut you off from the ecstasies of God. They don't know any better themselves. So it's like blind leading the blind in Jesus Christ's day. Jesus Christ said about the leadership in His day, it was the blindness leading the blind. And these were the most spiritual people on the planet. You're the teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? John chapter 3? You're the most spiritual guide, Nicodemus, out of all the Pharisees? And he's coming to Jesus that night for fear of being expelled from Judaism, kicked out of the synagogue. Hallelujah. You'd lose your family. You'd lose your income. And listen, Pharisees were millionaires. That you're losing... I mean, that's like having a Benny Hinn $25 a dollar a year ministry and then going to see this other guy and you could lose all of it. That's how real it is. Let's get real. It's real when you talk about money because that's most people's fake secret God. Because that's what they actually believe in in their souls. They don't really believe in the Holy Spirit for anything. That's true for most Christians because their faith is so small. But imagine having built up a huge Benny Hinn, Joyce Myers ministry, and then you're going to see the secret mystic at night. And if anyone found out, you would lose everything instantly. That's what it was like for Nicodemus in John chapter 3. You're the teacher. You're the most spiritual person in Christianity, and you don't know these things. That's how the sons of God are now to every Christian on planet Earth. You're the leaders of the charismatic church and you don't understand Jannes and John Braves, Molech and Remphon? No wonder why you're under Jezebel's spell and there's no revival. You're totally capped out. You're still living out of the carnal mind and you don't even know what the mind of Christ is. Most of these charismatic Christians think the mind of Christ is memorizing scripture or the armor of God is memorizing Ephesians chapter 6. You could not be further from the truth. <laughs> the armor of God is The glory of God. Helmet of salvation. The only thing that saves you is having the glory of God burning through your skull, a white stone with a new name on it. But the religious spirit keeps you in the natural dimension, and it's all about keeping you away from the glory of God, experiencing the glory, experiencing the love. This is what I wanted to read to you Ephesians 3, verse 18. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and lengths and heights and depth of it? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. Experience for yourselves the love of Christ. What is the love of Christ? Which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled with through all your being. So the love of Christ is being filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. The love of Christ. All the fullness of God filling your entire being and that you may have the richest measure. Rich, rich, rich. You've got to say rich all the time because the only other God in this world is money. And if you have riches and glory and the richest measure of the divine presence, it directly combats the religious devil that's robbing you of your birthright. And that all the accusation, everything Satan's got is based on religion and the love of money. And then he put makeup on it and call it Christianity. That's what's wrong with the whole planetary system. So if you can actually combat it with the richest measure of the divine presence and the true riches and glory and the true gemstones, the rubies, the emeralds, and the diamonds of the river of life in your belly, wisdom in your belly, you will actually begin to have a wealth transfer because you're combating Satan and his false Christianity. You're combating witchcraft. And it's all witchcraft. Everything done out of the flesh after you're born again is 100% witchcraft all the time. Underwater is the only place you'll ever find righteousness. And what is the right? Ra- it's the richest measure of the divine presence. And it's a body, holy, 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 filled and flooded with God himself. Ephesians three eighteen and 19, Amplified Classic. It's important. Because you're either going to have riches in the natural realm, which will send you to hell according to Jesus Christ, or you're going to have riches in the glory realm, which will be eternal life and peace with God forevermore. That is the dividing line of heaven and hell, is having riches in the natural realm or riches in the glory realm. Now, you can have stuff in the natural realm added unto you in the glory realm. In fact, that's what will happen. Everything in the whole planetary system will be added unto those that are fortified in the glory realm. But the fake and the phony and the hypocrites and those that were only externally serving Christ but internally loved money they have the lake of fire for eternity that's why we're persecuted because most of these fake Christian wannabes their God is actually money and not Christ they haven't sanctified themselves internally with the word of grace it's true Jesus Christ said the only other God besides him was money he's not, he's not lying to you you can only serve God or money, but you can't serve both. You'll love one and despise the other. It is written. Most of us have not come to the place of despising the idolatry, the golden image, and all the unrighteous mammon of the natural realm in the holiness of his glory because we don't have enough revelation. And I got to pay her my electric bill. What are you saying? I just need to be poor, taking a, a vow of poverty? couldn't be more opposite. I'm saying getting glorified in revelation in the river of life and letting the silver and the gold that belongs to the Lord, that's consecrated to the Lord, all the silver and the gold are mine, says the Lord. God's not idolatrous, but God says all the silver and all the gold belongs to him. God's saying, I want to add this stuff unto you, but I can't do it when you have idols in your heart because you don't trust me. You don't actually believe in me. Unless you know him for real as Jehovah Jireh, God won't add anything unto you. You'll be going after idols. That's what most people do. That's the biggest, number one temptation, especially in our culture, which is so covetous. It is so greedy. And we have all the television we're seeing, all these people all the celebrities on their yachts, hanging around doing all this stuff, private jets, Lamborghinis, you are continuously tempted with idolatry on a level the earth has never seen before in history. And so it has polluted almost all Christians. But there is enough grace here and we're enough revelation here that you can have the river of life and overcome all the idolatry that's in the world. And then guess what happens? You walk on streets of gold. None of them walk on streets of gold. I don't care if you live in Dubai. Nope, you don't have streets of gold in Dubai. There's no one even close to as rich as our God. And he is purposely, intentionally, with revelation knowledge, making fun of your idolatry. You think you're rich? You think you're rich, Americans? You think you're rich, Rockefellers? You think you're rich, Rothschilds? You think you're rich, Dubai, with your oil money? I'll show you oil money. I'll show you the anointing oil of the third heaven and I will whack all the devils out of your hearts and brains out of the heavens and the earth and I will rain transparent gold upon this universe, says the Lord. I'm going to rain liquid glory through all flesh. People will gladly give up their death when they're getting rained upon in the liquid glory. You'd be surprised because God's not going to take away any good thing in your life. We are so scared that God's going to punish us because most of us have Satan in our, in our mind as what God the Father is actually like because we've been so beat up by religion. We actually think God the Father is like Satan. We don't even know the Father at all. The Father is good. Nahum 1.5 God is good. The Father is good. That revelation is key. Romans chapter 2, it says, The goodness of the Father leads us to a higher place. The penthouse, the high house, the kingdom house. Repentance means re re-pent house, return to the high house. How do you get built up? Acts 20 verse 32, you have the word of grace that builds you up and sanctifies you internally from all idolatry and immorality and it sets you apart from the world so that you can have the inheritance that's in the glory. Acts 20 32, there's a sanctification of the word of grace internally and then there's an inheritance after you're sanctified. That's where the temptations come during the sanctification process. And everyone fails. I mean, we all fail. The issue is a righteous man falls seven times, gets back up again, and repents. And knowing that the goodness of God is always added unto us, and everything that we, when we press in, when we seek God first in his kingdom, all those promises are yes and amen in Christ. They're added unto us, and God is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. He's going to reward you. He has an inheritance for you. He has a glorious throne for you. And it's all about being sanctified in the word of grace, in your spirit, and in your mind. Going from 10% chimpanzee to 100% living being, you'll be looking like you're 20 years old at age 300. Like Adam and Eve. Even in the residual glory. Wow. Truth in here. Where is it written? Live a day in the Lord. They will live a day, and a day is as a thousand years, in the Lord, Revelation 5.10, and they will rule from the angelic heavenly sphere. Why? When your heart rises in the glory of God, in the word of grace, your soul gets built up with the anointing. You need the oil in your spirit. You have the oil in your spirit. You have the tree of life in your spirit. You have the kingdom of heaven inside you. Luke 17.21, it is written. We just don't know it because we're so bewitched. Every area of your mind that doesn't realize the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside you is an area of deception and demonized. And it really is. And it's not necessarily demon possession, but it's Klingons. It's stuff in the natural realm that's robbing you and sucking you dry. It's not always internal. A lot of times it's external, demonized. Klingons, they're called. And they'll come around and they'll just tempt you in your mind to be stuck into the natural dimension always thinking about disease always thinking about infirmity always thinking about money always thinking about religious crap too pretending like that's the kingdom of heaven all is doing the religious stuff do do voodoo always got to do got to do works got to look good in front of others it's all about appearance and knowledge which is satan's temptation towards eve it's all about the river christ does the works it's all about faith it's all about grace it's all about the fresh oil in your spirit the angels are the workers at the end of the age you're the sons and daughters what sons and daughters of the king ever have been sent to war in the history of any nation? Is there any divine royalty of a royal family that's ever gone to war? In any, I mean, The sons and daughters, the princes and princes, they're on the back. They're the most highly protected. You send in the soldiers to do all the grunt work. Those are the holy angels, the warring angels. You're the citizens of the new Jerusalem. God has given you Angel armies. Lord of hosts is the most common name for Jesus Christ in the Bible. It's mentioned more than any other name because you need the warring angels more than anything else. Angels are mentioned 325 times in Scripture. God didn't do one thing from Genesis to Revelation without His angels. That's how Jesus saw what His Father was doing and only did what His Father was doing. He watched the angels. You will see the angels ascending and descending. You watch the angels. Amen. And then you know what the Father's doing by watching the angels. That's how Jesus walked and did his ministry on earth. Amen. Glory to God. It's time to let the angels do the works. It's time to enter the eternal Sabbath day's rest. Repent of all your strange fire and works of religiosity that lead to death. And to come out of Jezebel's magic spells and be baptized underwater in the river of life and start demonstrating your seat of authority and your glorious throne. Your true divine royalty and the royal power of the Holy Spirit empowering the holy angels assigned to your souls. But if you're the worker, the angels won't work in you because you're working instead of them. You have to enter the rest in order to activate your angels. You have to come to a place of maturity. Everything you go through in life is walking towards your seat of authority, your glorious throne. Isaiah 22:23. 23. And you are a throne of honor and a throne of glory in the Father's house. The Father's house is the kingdom and the house of wine. And if you're having a hard time with this, heavy drinking, river of life. Riverify your brain. Amen. We believe in brainwashing. Washed in the water of the word. Because you're either going to be brainwashed with Jezebel's witchcraft and be an accuser of the brethren, or you're going to be washed in the water of the word, in the river of life. It's one or the other, two trees in the garden. And trust me, you don't want anything to do with the principalities of this world. All of you already are coming out of all of them. That's what you've gone through, coming out of Babylon the Great and the great tribulation. Amen. (laughs) Who are these multitudes beyond numbering? What is the great harvest of the end times? It's the multitudes of every nation, tribe, and tongue coming out of the great tribulation. Revelation chapter 7, it is written. Everything you've gone through, you were born into Babylon the Great. You are the generation that comes out of the great tribulation. You're already almost done with it. That's how deep you are in it. You've already seen so many people die and there's been so much destruction. You've already gone through literally the hardest part of it. It's true. It's gonna get way easier. It gets easier when you recognize the river and start watering the garden. Trust me, every devil, every assignment, every ancestral curse, every sickness and disease, all poverty, all sadness and sorrow, it'll all be washed away. Once you get the revelation of God inside your spirit, and you submit your brain to it, and you begin serving the throne of God and the Lamb and the river inside your heart, in the secret hidden person of the heart, and you repent of all externalism, and start getting into internal sanctification of the word of His grace. That's what's able to build you up and sanctify you so that you can have your sonship birthright, your inheritance that the Father has just for you and no one can steal from you. So you can't be at envy or strife towards anyone else. God has an inheritance with your name on it, a throne with your name on it that no one can touch. You can trust your heavenly Father. All you have to do is get sanctified. Pass your temptations overcome the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, the beast, the red dragon, and the false prophet. Everything that's in the world. And it's not hard because you got the river. you got the sons of God feeding you the strongest revelation of all time. All you got to do is let it all go into your spirit, build your spirit up, fall on your sword in your belly every day, and all it does is build up your spirit so it's stronger than your flesh, and you live in the glory, and you walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. And there's so many brothers and sisters always helping each other here along the way. Nobody's alone. It's a gigantic billion person body of Christ. They say there's now two billion Christians on planet earth. It's doubled in the last hundred years or something like that. Two billion. I heard that statistic from a woman last night that was preaching up in Canada. Two billion people on it. Well, they don't speak in tongues. Who cares? At least they identify with Jesus. That's a lot better than identifying with Satan. Glory to God. We can fix them up as long as they're open to Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost can do anything. Anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ is saved. Now that doesn't mean they have any riches and glory or any revelation. They're not a glorious throne yet. They're not operating in signs and wonders. and They're not operating in the whirlwinds of fire, chariots of fire, seraphim of fire, and all the signs and wonders of Moses and Elijah. But you can build them up where they're at. You can fill their bellies with emeralds with rubies, with diamonds of the spirit of wisdom and understanding. All they have to do is get hungry and thirsty and then you just pour into their bellies and their spirit gets so enriched, the richest measure of the divine presence, that it begins to overflow through their soul and then it touches everyone around them. That's how you change and heal the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Come into financial partnership with Red Letter Ministries and partake with this ministry and you'll actually begin to reap the authority from this ministry. It will accelerate your spiritual growth when you bring sacrifice. If you're getting blessed by this ministry, there's no question about it. You should sow cheerfully and generously at RedLetterMin.com and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.